What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of From the Nosebleeds with your host, Joe. Co-host, Corey, is in the building. Yo, yo, in the billy. And we got some special guests here from Fan in the Van podcast, Jim and Jay. That's right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fellas, fellas, it's been um, very, very interesting sports week. Um, Jim and Jay, we appreciate you guys joining us. Um, And we're going to get into some juicy stuff today. All right. All right. (laughs) Um, So first things first, um, this past weekend changed a lot of young athletes' lives, um, football-wise. And... um, we had a lot of special, you know, players going to the NFL, and pretty much we want to know who are some steals and the best picks in the draft. Um, there was a lot of confusion on some players and where they would go, but um, and, and all in all, it was all said and done. Uh, they made their picks, and we want to see if they made some good decisions. So. Normally, we let the guests go first, so let me guys get your insight on how you guys think that went. Uh, the draft went, well, for the Giants, not too good, I don't think, but uh, for everybody else, I would say Miami had a dynamic draft. Uh, Falcons, Kyle Pitts for uh, Matt Ryan, perfect pick. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I honestly think the Giants, honestly, could have got Kadarius Tony in the second or third round. We should have went O-line, because, like, now – all of you see where Daniel Jones is going to throw the ball to, he has no time to throw the ball to them. So, did I correct? And check out Barkley's ACL is going to be porn again because nobody's opened a hole for him. You can't wish that on your mans. <laughs> Shit, man. It's, it's ridiculous, man. And Rashad Bateman was still there, so I would have taken him, if anything, over Kerry Stoney. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that one. But, uh, with me being a Steelers fan and all, I got to say, definitely getting Najee was the steal. That was oh, man. Yeah, big facts. Yeah, for sure. Considering oh, the man. fact that for weeks he was linked to Miami, and I'm sitting there through picks one to 24, and I'm like, I'm, I'm anxious. I'm like, every every feeling you could think of, oh, it was <laughs> – and then when he was announced, I went freaking absolutely insane. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you get to the second round, Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, and Cleveland Browns fans. I, I hope nobody here is a Cleveland Browns fan. They, you know, oh, no. all, all right, trust me. They were, they were <laughs> classless as can be when a legend like Franco Harris comes onto the stage, right? Yeah. And he's waving, terrible towel. And he's, he's waving his terrible towel mask. And then, you know, they announced it's going to be Pat Faramuth. And to be honest, <laughs> since Heath Miller, they haven't had a legitimate catching, blocking tight end. Yeah, and it's hard being a Steeler fan because you, you you're literally battling with some unknowledgeable fans that just don't understand the game and the mm. needs and, and everything like that. And Correct. getting Faramuth there it was the absolute pick you had to go. Yeah, and even the Jets too. The, the Jets had the, the Jets drafted to me, being an outsider looking in. Mm-hmm. They honestly drafted perfect. They did. They got yeah, they very got strategic. Very strategic. Right after that, yep. They got a receiver. Well, well, the, their smartest move was getting out of the twenty third. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. they gave up an extra pick to do it, but when you're moving you up nine spots as opposed to say yep. maybe two or three, you got to mm-hmm. do it. And they get Elijah Vera Tucker, which is somebody that the Giants could have got at eleven. Yep. Yeah. So we got to move back to twenty, and we still could have got Christian Darrytoff. He was there. He got picked right after us. After Quiddy Pay, actually. But okay, I'll take it. Whatever. Yeah, they made a lot of really good strategic moves to try to get them in a really good spot for the season. Um, so definitely looking forward to what uh, they have in store. Um, 
Corey, what you got? Yeah, so uh, for me this year, honestly, I thought the draft was pretty predictable for the most part. I mean, they shook they shook things up a little bit with the first, you know, a uh, couple picks, especially with the order of the quarterbacks. But uh, overall, I didn't really see any late round steals necessarily. But I will say for me, one of the big steals of the first round for me, uh, honestly, had to be Justin Fields going to uh, going to Chicago. Uh, yeah, I agree. On on yeah. my board. Uh, I actually had him as the second best quarterback behind uh, just behind Trevor Lawrence, of course. Uh, so to get him outside of the top 10 with that number 11 pick, uh, I honestly felt like that was a huge steal. I mean, you've got your, your franchise quarterback, uh, Heisman run Heisman uh, trophy, you know, nominee um, with the 11th pick of the draft. And I think he's going to you know be with your team for the next five, six years. I, honestly, that was the steal of the first round to me. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna go with Justin Fields. Got to agree nice. with you on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Justin Fields, I did not expect him to go to Chicago at all. Yeah. Um, I honestly thought I was. I was saying, I was saying in the group chat that I thought he was going to go to the, uh, Atlanta. Um, he's from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Played for Georgia. It would have made sense for him to go to Atlanta because I don't know Matt Ryan's future, and I think he's kind of, you know, on the steady downcline, but. Mm-hmm. They made a great pick with Kyle Pitts. Oh my gosh! Like Kyle Pitts is gonna ball in Atlanta, and oh man, that's gonna be crazy. I don't but, think they're gonna trade Julio now. No, 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 no. <laughs> they they can't. They can't. They have to have that duo with him, Ridley, and Julio. Uh, I mean, in Pitts, that's gonna be crazy. And Ridley's <laughs> got to stay healthy too for it to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. They. They all really do. Yeah. Um, they all last year. I don't know if because of the COVID year, but I well actually it was because of the COVID year. They didn't have a training uh, camp, so last year was just crazy. Um, so hopefully this year they'll get back in the groove and everybody will be playing the way they're supposed to be playing, healthy wise. Um, granted, that wasn't my pick of a steal. I honestly think um, the Jets had a steal. In the second round with um, Elijah Moore, definitely, definitely. definitely. Uh, they yeah. won with that. Like you said it earlier, Jay. Like the Jets, the Jets made a really good play. They had the best draft, but they won with that pick. You know, to have a dynamic player like uh, Elijah, Elijah, Moore. Uh, Elijah Moore, man, he is really good running uh, receiver that can do anything. You know what I'm saying? Granted, he played for Ole Miss, so he didn't get that much exposure than what he had. But, I mean, he was putting up numbers every night. I mean, at least 102 touchdowns a game on average. And his speed was, like, prolific throughout the whole season. So, I think that was a steal out of the the draft for me. Um, Also, I would like to mention – that 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 Duval man, that Duval, what they had going on with Trevor Lawrence and to get Thank um, you. Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne. Yep. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like yeah. how do you do that? Line, running back, receiver, it, it killed me. Well that one was yeah. that one to me was predictable. Once Najee was off the board and Jacksonville yeah. next, you already knew they were pairing them back up together. Well, yeah, well, well, <laughs> exactly. Like that was I didn't expect that to happen right then, though. I thought Travis Etienne was going to go way before Najee Harris. Yeah, I Granted, think they were scared. I, I think they were scared it was about to be a, a run on, on running back, so they had to go and snag him. Yep. Yeah, it was like – that was crazy. They they kind of won, too. Granted, I don't want to – I don't, also, I don't want to, you know, big up a lot of first-rounders because – it's normally like the second to third rounders who end up balling in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the first rounders, of course, you get extraordinary first round, first uh, first picks and two and three. From that first five picks, it's like, okay. After that, it's like, oh, uh, they've been okay during their tenure in the league. Trade down, trade this way, trade that way. Yeah, it's like, you never know. These quarterbacks this year are going to be really good. Um, Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith, they're going to do damage. Yes. They are going to do damage. Like, wow, the Eagles, the Eagles made a good choice with that pick. And 
Yeah, man. And the Najee Harris, um, he's just a different man. He's different. I think he's going to be really good in the league. Um, where he even celebrated his draft. I don't even know if you guys know the story. Yeah, at the homeless shelter that he Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. crazy. Like, that, yeah. that dude has a different type of heart and a different type of off-the-field presence yeah. is just going to make him be successful in the league, you know, because he has that gritty grind that's, that's different. Yeah. So well, he um, even asked when when they called him, he even asked where the most, like, pov- I guess you call it impoverished areas within Pittsburgh, and those are the ones he says he's hitting first to do, like, charities and stuff. So mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's, that's awesome. That's crazy. That's, that's amazing. Like, who's doing that as a rookie? Who's thinking about that stuff? And you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody. So... Yeah. The fact that you're even thinking about that before you even touch on the field and you're a great player, that just means that you have a lot in store. And with James Conner gone, I think he's going to be full-fledged the top back. So, oh, yeah. He's, gonna, he's, he's the featured back followed by Snell and then and then McFar- I think McFarland's going to beat out Samuel, uh, Samuels at this point. Honestly, I don't even think Samuels. Really, I thought Samuels will be the number two guy. I think. Well, I, I, if I he's think, healthy, I think Matt Canada likes the way Snell runs it, and yeah. obviously McFarland being with Matt Canada in Maryland uh-huh. is going to give him that little bit of an edge. So I think, honestly, I think Samuels is going to be the odd man out. Got you, got you, got you. That makes sense. That makes sense, though. Snell, Snell did do some damage when um, James Conner was out. So yeah, and when he the offensive up some good... line actually was blocking. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and um, uh, before we move on, I do, I do have one, one slight argument I want to make. Now, the one, one pick, the one top ten pick that I really did disagree with, and I know y'all spoke on it earlier, was mm-hmm. honestly. Atlanta's pick with Kyle Pitts. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Kyle Pitts is is going to be a beast. I see him as the next Darren Waller type player. Uh huh. But for me, for Atlanta, that just didn't make sense based on their needs, uh, based on the age of Matt Ryan. I don't know if they think he's Tom Brady or what. Absolutely. But absolutely. I just, I just, I don't see it. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it. I just feel that, like they have well, enough enough pass catchers anywhere near Tom Brady. I mean, I think Tom Brady just gets younger as he gets older. <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah. he does. I really, I agree. To be serious, honestly, like I think he's going to play till probably like forty-five, maybe forty-six. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I would not be surprised. I mean, he's forty-four just, already, so it's crazy. Yeah, he's and, well, definitely know. this year he'll finish, and then I think if as much I don't want to see Tampa repeat, but if they do, I think he may try to go for another one after it. He may. Yeah. He I may. don't see why not. He's, he's not slowing down. Oh, but uh, I just, I just definitely, I don't see uh, Matt Ryan in that same way. I mean, I mean, his play is already declining. The team yeah. is is already declining. They got Julio, uh, you know, they got Ridley already. Yeah, other and they had Hurts. Hurts, had, well. uh, yeah, exactly. Hurst, Hayden Hurst, exactly. Hayden, Hayden Hurst. So it's and, like, I mean, I, I can't remember. I think they spoken on draft on draft night. I can't remember what they said, but I want to say Pitts is the highest tight end drafted ever. Is that right? I want to say the highest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I never is, remember. Yeah, tied in with the number with the number four pick. Yeah, I just I don't know. Once again, I love him as a player. I think he's going to come in and kill it. But I just feel like Atlanta had much greater needs. They either could have traded down to get a quarterback, even a running back, uh, or go on the defensive side, whatever. But man, I just don't know about spending that number four pick on a tight end. So who do you think they should have got then? Uh, I honestly, once again, I would have I would have gone quarterback, or I would have traded down to maybe the mid round, um, and, and took one of the first or second uh, running backs off the board. Mm, if I was true, in, yeah, uh, I just, yeah, because they're, they're kind of banged up, and I yeah. don't believe in uh, Gurley no more. I yeah, no, I don't does. even think I don't even think they resigned them. I want to say, uh, I believe Mike Davis is going to be the number one running back going into the season. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> um, There's what one, do you guys... one first round pick that I'm actually going to knock is the Bengals pick with Jamar Chase. Yes, I would win. Yes. What? Yes, yes, I would have went to Nesul and then drafted Harris Marshall Jr. from LSU in the second round. That's what I would have done. Yeah, I'm with you on that. They're another team too. They don't. They don't need another pass catcher. What are they doing? <laughs> yeah, like, well, 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 hold on, well, hold on. I think the way Cincinnati <laughs> was looking at it is okay. We lost AJ Green. Exactly. He went to Arizona. Yeah. So we gotta. We, so we gotta replace it as soon as possible. So 
like Miami wound up doing, you know, and and te- and pairing up um, Tua with Waddle. Yeah, yeah. The Cincinnati went the same way. I mean, Cincinnati had what ten picks, and they only addressed three offensive linemen. Yeah. You better hope yeah. those three pan out and protect Burrow. Otherwise, otherwise that other knee is getting torn up next. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, well, and you don't want to see it. It, it, should, it shouldn't even been torn up in the first place. I don't know why oh. he thought he was a running back. Like, <laughs> sit, like, like, sit back, throw it in the pocket like you're supposed to, and yeah. you would not have gotten injured. Like, do what you're do what you're good at. You were never a good runner in college, so I don't know why you decided to try to be a dual threat. That pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm just like, like, no, bro. Like, people, pe- if you, if that's your game, cool. But don't try to, don't try to play out of your game because you're in the NFL. Like, Tom Brady has has been consistent. Now, if you don't know, I know you guys don't know me that well, but I'm a Tom Brady lover. Yeah, okay. I, was, I don't think fan is the right word. Yeah, I, I fan <laughs> is not even the right word. Like, I'm. Head over heels over Tom Brady. So I was a Patriots fan for 20 years. Obviously, I transitioned to Tampa Bay, obviously. So I love Tom Brady. If you came to my house, you, you see a shine of Tom Brady, to be honest. Yeah. But um, he's played the same way. He hasn't changed because of the times. Even when they were in the era of, oh, the dual threat quarterback, these dual threat quarterbacks aren't winning. They were <laughs> so... You know, besides Russell Wilson's of the world and everyone else, um, I mean, he's just been consistent. So, I don't know, man. I think uh, Joe Burrow has a lot of help now. Um, I think the Jamar Chase trade was a really good trade. Um, Not trade, but pick, just because of the A.J. Green situation. And T. Higgins is okay, but, I mean, he's not – yeah, he's good. He's not great. He's a strong number two. No, bro. No, no, no. Well, he's okay. Like, well, T. Higgins' downside, like every other receiver in the AFC North, and this is kind of homerish to say, is you got to play Pittsburgh twice a year. And yeah, we got Minka, and they don't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. And Pittsburgh made the smart move with with actually picking up his fifth option. We, we all knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And declining Terrell Edmonds. Um, I think Edmonds started improving a little too late. See, it worked with Bud Dupree. It ain't going to work with Terrell Edmonds, though. Correct, correct. I mean, we'll see. It's all about health-wise. Because how they they perform this year and get back at it. Because last year was a big mess, though. I mean, but they were the main ones that were consistent on defense. And with their, what were they, like 9-0 for one point? They were. They were eleven and zero, and then eleven and zero, and then everybody and figured out the simple offense of Randy Fickner. Yep. <laughs> yeah, bottom down the field, Hail Mary. <laughs> exactly. So we'll see how they play. Um, I really like uh, Claypool over there, and a lot of other additions that they made. So we'll definitely see. Um, before we move on, real quick, how do you guys feel about Trey Lance? I I, I think he's going to be really good, but how do you guys feel about him? I think he's a little young, but I think he, he'll be all right. The San Francisco played that perfect. Yes. They, yes. they like they kept it so close to the chest that they could have went any which way they wanted to. They could have yeah. went with one of the top receivers. They could have mm-hmm. went with one of the running backs if they wanted to. They could have went Panay Sewell if they wanted to. And, they, and you know what? Jimmy Garoppolo is, it, to me, he's overhyped. Overpaid and he's him. over and he's overpaid. That eventually, just like, sure. in, just like in Chicago, Justin Fields would be a starter before year's end. Mm-hmm. For sure, Lance is taking over the over the Forty ers the, the minute Garoppolo's injured, and that's probably be around week five or six. So exactly. And Trey Lance, to me, has a better arm than Garoppolo. There's just a lot of upside to Trey Lance we haven't seen yet. Yeah. And, exactly. And, and with me, with a lot of these kids, like like earlier when you guys spoke on Elijah Moore. Nobody knew what stats he put up because he played for Ole Miss. Coming from these smaller schools, yeah, or you know, especially schools nobody's heard of, these kids don't get noticed as much. Exactly. And you always see, like, like in the Steelers draft last year, nobody knew who Kevin Dotson was or Alex Highsmith. <laughs> yeah. Next man up, and look what happened. Yeah. Now they're starting. Exactly. I mean, even Claypool. Yeah, I mean, Claypool. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. 
I had an episode last year about it, and one of the guests that I had on the show that he told me that Claypool is going to be a beast. This is like a month before the the season started, and I'm like, who is that? <laughs> and obviously, we found out really quick who he was. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, man, you never know what's going to happen with these. Well, I'm a huge Notre Dame fighting Irish fan, so I already knew what Pittsburgh was getting the minute he was drafted. And everybody nice. on Twitter, Facebook, everyone goes, who's this kid? And I go, yeah. <laughs> I said, you better go watch some tape now. Because... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How you feel about Ian Book going to the Saints? That they have no faith in Kristen Hill or, uh, uh, Jameis. No faith. Sorry. Just you think so? I think I think Jameis is going to be the starter this year, though. Yeah, he'll be the starter. But like honestly, like how many times have you seen him throw the ball? <laughs> but no, he, <laughs> well, got he got LASIK. LASIK now, he got LASIK though, so it may be different. His first time he, out of LASIK, he threw a touchdown now. He's going to overthrow every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah um, I, I will say though, one one last thing too. Out of all the quarterback, I think out of all the, I think he's going into the best situation. Uh, not not gonna say he's the best talent or the best player, but I think he's walking into the best situation with um, a strong game, strong offensive line, uh, good defense, and the fact that yeah, I know he's better than Garoppolo, but he's in a situation where he doesn't have to start right away. Um, and they're not going to ask too much of him. So I just think long term, I think he he's in the best situation. Maybe you could say the same when Tampa took Kyle Trask. Same behind Tom Brady. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. that's a definite win situation for him. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. oh oh yeah, for sure, for sure. He's going to learn a lot. Um, the guys from Florida, the right? Same for Jordan Love. Yeah, well, Jordan Love. Oh man, we're going to get to that though. We're going to get to that. I had something for that. We're definitely going to get to that. Um, as we move on, man, we're going to go into a different topic. So about a hard cap, soft cap, and no cap in sports in general. Um, so basically the question is, do you think these there should be that type of breakdown? Or should there be no cap for all sports? So to break it down, basically um, – the NFL has a hard cap salary for their teams, but the NBA has a soft cap policy. Yeah. And the MLB has no cap. These players can make $500 million if they wanted to, which is crazy. So based off the sports and the, the regulations and the limits, do you think that's fair or do you think it should be swapped around in a different – based off the sport – how y'all feel about that? I think baseball's honestly is insane. It's yeah, it's because insane. if you take a guy, let's say, well, we use Mike Trout, who's the highest paid in the league right now. Correct. And you're gonna pay him, let's say, in the declining years, you're paying him thirty to forty million a year, maybe even mm-hmm. more than that. Mm-hmm. Because a, a general manager doesn't know how to front load a contract. See, see, contracts like that work when you're paying them in their prime. Correct. Not when you're paying them in the decline. Like, look at Alex Rodriguez when he was with the Yankees. They had to buy him out to get rid of him. Cause they Correct. Him. And yeah. the Yankees are going to have to do the same thing with Gene Carlo Stanton when, when it starts going down that road, which we know is going to happen, and it's probably going to happen sooner than later. Yeah. And look at the Mets. They're still paying Bobby Bonilla. That's crazy. Yep. That's crazy. Like July first, Bobby Bonilla gets an extra one point two five million until Francisco <laughs> Lindor's contracts up. And that's when it ends. That's how, that's how backloaded that shit was. Sheesh. So I think, I think they need one one universal salary cap where it's mm. fair, where it's fair not only to the player but it's got to be fair to the, to the owners as well. But mm-hmm. are you ever gonna get that? No. I think the NFL has it correct, if you want me to be honest. Baseball, no. You think they should have a hard cap? Well, I think they should loosen it a bit because they kind of make it hard for every team to compete. I mean, look at how you have to restructure everybody's deals. Look at Mm -hmm. how you have to create voidable contracts to keep guys. And and it's – I mean, they got to raise it a little bit. And obviously, you knew going into this year it was going to be lowered because – there was no, there was what revenue was generated other than TV contract deals. Correct. You know, none of us were at games 
you know, drinking $20 beers and eating $30 hot dogs. Exactly. <laughs> so, but now, but the only thing that's going to really boost the NFL salary cap is when the new TV deal hits. Oh, yeah. And when DirecTV yeah. loses the Sunday ticket and ESPN and Disney are going to make billions upon billions from it. And so is the NFL. Thanks for buying satellite. Yeah, man, they're, Disney's about to take over yep. really, 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 really soon. Yeah, I agree. Really soon. Um, what about you, uh, Corey or Jay? Uh, yeah, man, so I'm, I'm definitely in agreement. Uh, baseball just it has it all wrong. I think you yeah. see it in the, in, the, in the fact that uh, you see the same two teams winning all the time. You know what I mean? Uh, with that being the Yankees and the obviously, so – uh, like you just stated, like it just doesn't give the smaller market teams a fair shot. Um, I mean, you just once again, it's, it's repetitive with baseball. These, the small market teams, they literally have no chance. Whereas when your, your other sports, basketball and football, literally every team has a chance every year. I mean, granted, of course, some teams like, you know, you wouldn't believe if, if certain teams did make it a championship. But at the end of the year, every team really has a shot. Um, and I think that's just due to the fairness that having that salary cap creates. I mean, if not you'll never have small market teams like, you know, your Minnesotas or your, your Arizonas or in basketball, you know, a team like the Phoenix Suns who are doing phenomenal this year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> teams like that would have no chance if there was, uh, you know, a, a league with no cap. So uh, most definitely need, need a cap in the league for sure. I'll say a soft cap better than a hard cap, but yeah, you definitely, definitely can't have no cap, no cap. Correct. Yeah. It's like, I, I think, in my opinion, man, um, football needs to get a little bit more respect than they do get mm-hmm. uh, as far as the money aspect goes. Um, yes, pay the players. And I'm just, and I'm just talking about the, the, the sport itself, not necessarily yeah. the teams, but with the, the lifespan in their sport, the, the stuff that they have to deal with after life, yeah. after football, um, they shouldn't have no hard cap. Okay, like that. Not it, it shouldn't be a no cap either. I think no sport should have a no cap. Agree, no cap. I, I think everybody should have a soft cap, like the NBA. I feel like the NBA is the only people that do it right. Like with throughout everything, like throughout just how they go about like situations, either if it's uh, economically, socially. Uh, whatever the case may be, just besides the way they do things within the league, they set the example for other sports leagues. Um, it, it has been like that for a while. Um, I think Adam Silver is a great commissioner, and he's been doing a lot of different things that started the trends and everyone falls through after the NBA does something. You know what I'm saying? Even like this pandemic. Yeah. No one else wanted to shut the league down, but the NBA did it first to, 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 for the safety of the player. And then everybody else wanted to fall in line. Oh, I guess I got to do it too. And I got to do it. Like, they set the example anyways. Um, yeah, I, they started I, the bubble too. They started the bubble. Yeah, and everyone wants to think about doing stuff like that. And, yeah, man, they. I think the NBA is doing a lot of good things. And um, – I like what they have been doing since Adam Silver has been in office. I mean, I love David Stern, too. Don't get me wrong. The only thing I didn't like is when he blocked Chris Paul from going to the Lakers. But that is besides the point because they can clearly do whatever the hell they want to do now. Like, I mean, it's crazy. That's the only thing that's kind of wild. But – yeah, man. Football, I definitely think they they need to get paid more, more guaranteed money, and um just a little more respect for their for their, you know, skill set. You yeah. know, it um it's just not fair. Baseball, granted, I get it. They play what a hundred and eighty two games, but half of the time they don't play every game. Like a lot of times they don't play every game. Yeah. And, and they still get guaranteed money. And paid well. <laughs> so, yeah. it's like... And some of them not even playing and getting paid continuously. So, it's it's crazy. So, I think it should be a fair, soft cap throughout the league. 
And I think with all the TV deals and situations going on, it should be able to get be done. And it just, yeah, definitely I, should. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like certain certain owners and you know, um, com- uh, commissioners or whatever the case may be, uh, are a little too greedy, and I think that's the issue too when it yeah, comes to that. If you got to think about it too, when all these like players, Ezekiel Elliott, number one, gets his big contract, and what happens mm-hmm. the following year? Following two, three years. Absolutely nothing. Yep. Uh, yeah. You see yeah. Where I'm from? You know? Yeah. Yeah, true. Jimmy Garoppolo, Carson Wentz. True. <laughs> you know? I mean, but you have some players that, that ball, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it can go both ways. But <laughs> in, in more ways than none, they get the big contract, and then, bam. I, I get what you're saying. But also, Zeke is terrible without Dak. Zeke is not good without Dak. He cannot carry the team. Zach is a very good decoy for Zeke to kind of get do what he wants to do in the backfield. So I kind of gave him that much of a leeway just because he didn't have Dak. For the rest of the season, he only had it for like what four games. Uh, and Zeke did uh, five or well, four and a half, if you want to put it that yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Yeah. So, and he he in the beginning of the season he didn't start out that bad. Like he had a decent. He was Zeke, <laughs> and then after he left, it was just like. Yeah, then right, you got right. Andy Dalton, and that was just. <laughs> <laughs> That was a shit show. Oh man, Andy Dalton. And, like that, and, and when and when Dak goes down, Tony Romo was like, "Oh, he just sprained his ankle." No, I think like dangling. No, it was. Oh my. <laughs> oh my gosh! And I saw it, and I watched that video. Oh, it was cringing. Yeah. Yep, it was bad. Oh man, but um. That's how the Giants do, man. <laughs> man, y'all just need to get Barkley back in order. I'm tired of him getting hurt every year. It's not his fault. It's the O line. I'm sorry, Kettleman, blame on him. Oh my gosh, they need to do something, man. Like I always avoid him in fantasy because I know he's gonna get hurt every year. No, like I literally like... avoid him because of that. Now, if you don't get fired after this shit, I'm gonna flip the script. <laughs> this has been three or four years of sickness. Like, yeah. Uh, at number four, you got Andrew Thomas. <laughs> Andrew Thomas when Mackay Beckton was there. Are you fucking kidding me? Could <laughs> <laughs> be worse though. You could have been a Jets fan for forty plus years and go through all that. It's probably didn't draft a fucking water boy. Baby. <laughs> Hey man, y'all, 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 y'all actually did not too bad. So hopefully the picks kind of pan out the way you guys planned it. Hopefully, I hope so. But uh, that um, that one uh, that one supposedly uh, edge rusher who's six seven, only one hundred ninety pounds, just thrown around all the time, and his whole entire like. Hold on, he's one hundred ninety pounds. One hundred ninety pounds, six foot seven. He and needs to go to the runner. NBA. The hell is he doing? It's not know. a. It's, it's not an edge runner. Emerson Griffin, like. Yeah, well, that was the. Uh, well, that was the thing they said in the draft is that they said he's built like Kevin Durant. He is. That's but, no. Take your take him like no. Go. You're in the wrong league, bro. On on his tape, he says he spends more time on the ground. Are you shitting me? And, and, they, and, and they picked him up. Yeah. Wow, I did not know that. I missed that. After I missed that, that, bro, I dropped my board and I walked in my fucking room. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, that's pretty That's pretty uh, depressing. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know I missed on that. But, I can't yeah, he, he, he's playing team. the wrong. He may end up switching positions. That's too small to be an edge runner. Hey, you got to at least be 230. At least. It have to be, yeah. So, Wow. Well, there was uh, a lot of undersized as far as weight edge rushers that came out, but to be 190-something pounds? Nah. Better go, yeah. shoot threes, better go shoot threes in Brooklyn with Harden. <laughs> exactly. Like, something. Something got to give. At least we got Zizou in the second round. I'm happy about that. 
he or he hit that thing. I'm, uh, I give him that, but that's it. We'll see. We'll see what Danny Danny Magic has for the Giants. Um, but now transitioning to a different topic, y'all. Uh, what is the most unbreakable record in sports? The most unbreakable record, still not broken to this day. What y'all got for me? If you really want me to be honest, <laughs> it's still to this day. It's 61 home runs because of all the there's all the scandal around it. Yeah. Mm. As far as PEDs, Androstein, and everything else, it's it, to me. I wouldn't say it put a black eye on the sport, mm-hmm. but if you're gonna put it in the record book, then there has to be an yeah, asterisk next to it. I'm not saying <laughs> like do what NCAA does, where like you caught like paying a player and they just like decide to take all the national championships out of the record book. I mean, we all watched this record get broken, but it got yeah. broken with a lot of uh, you know. Yeah, we got Mark Rogers, Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds. Yeah, who who, 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 who had that record? Who holds that. that record? Barry Bonds? Barry Bonds at 73. Yeah. And and that's another record, too, is Hank Aaron's. I'm sorry. that Even though Barry Bonds obliterated it, mm-hmm. um, it's still Hank Aaron who's the all-time home run leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's um, – yeah, baseball, man, that era is very fishy. Especially the times where they were doing those outrageous numbers. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of asterisks behind it. But, I mean, they count it. They, I, I feel like every great player did steroids, though. Like, oh, I can't, somebody, like, somebody I can't remember somebody that did not, that was not great, that did not do steroids. Yep. Especially in that time. You know what I'm saying? In that, in that 90s, the early 2000s era. It was like the thing, you know what I'm saying? So, oh man, when it comes to baseball, I don't really hold any of those records with a grain of salt, to be honest. <laughs> hey, the Yankees 27 championship, ain't nobody gonna beat that anytime soon. No, yeah, absolutely agreed. not. <laughs> what you think, Corey? Uh, man, well, I say it's interesting you went baseball, especially because I feel like the sport is going more towards trying to create more offense. Um, so, you know, it's more watchable for the fans. So I feel like eventually the game just might get to a point where eventually they're going to have no choice but to break those records, honestly. Um, but for my pick, I definitely got to go basketball. So I got I got two records that both I don't think will ever be broken. Uh, number one is the most consecutive championships in a row. Uh, that's Boston Celtics with eight. Uh, I don't see that record ever being broken, especially with the state of the NBA, how all these dudes team up against each other. Every single year, everybody switching teams every single year. I just think that there's no such thing as a dynasty, like if, anymore. Like as long as the game lasts, I don't see there ever being another dynasty like that again. Uh, <laughs> free agent, free agency is just yeah. too fluid. LeBron James um, can build any super team he wants, man. Yeah, yeah any, exactly. <laughs> any super team in any city. So, uh, yeah, I just I don't see one specific team dominating the league for eight straight years like that. The the players just wouldn't allow it, you know. No. So there's that. And then uh, one other record, too. It's got to be Wilt. It's got to be Wilt with 100 points in one game. It's really not going to happen. Oh, it, yeah. it will not happen. No. I mean, even once again, basketball is going towards my offense, too, of course. But 100 points in one game. <laughs> yeah. And the only one closest to ever do it. And it's not even Michael Jordan. It's mm-hmm. Kobe. It's Kobe. Yeah. Kobe, yeah. my man, my yeah. guy. This is, I don't even understand why Kobe the whole thing between LeBron James and Michael Jordan even happened. Jordan and Kobe. That's the debate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, I mean, and it's crazy. Even with all, all the three-pointers this year, you know, that, that guys are shooting and everything, I still – I don't think anyone like will touch it. 30 or 40 a game. Yeah. 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 And I still don't think it'll do, anybody will touch it. Nope. Steph Curry just had the, uh, the record nasty. in a month mm-hmm. for 96 threes yeah. in one month. That dude can close his eyes from half court and just throw it behind his head and make it in. I just don't get it. Yeah, literally, and, well, with a defender on him too. By the way, maybe two. He's like, yeah. he's like Patrick. He's like the Patrick Holmes of football. Like I me, mean, about basketball. Like, yeah, I agree. He, he just he does can unbelievable. Let, he can <laughs> do night. whatever he wants when he wants, and no one can stop it. And, and um, in your eye. 
<laughs> I figure out why his brother ain't as good as him. They both have the same dad. Steph Curry is just different. Now Steph isn't bad. Now Seth Seth is holding his own. He's starting in. Yeah, he's uh, he's creating his own little role. Yeah, he is. I remember the game that they played um, to get played not together, but played against each other. And uh, they were, you know, they were trading back threes and threes now. But let's let's not act like let's not act like he didn't lead the league in three point percentage now. (laughs) He did. That's that's saying something. That's saying something. A little second, he did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but Steph is just different, man. I mean, your brother is not going to be the same. Like, he's different. He's different. He's just different. He will be – he's a one of one. A lot of times players are trying to, like, mimic, like, other players' games and things like that. Like, I, I watched some youth basketball, and I see guys trying to shoot – 35-foot jumpers. I'm like, you're not Steph. And and, and that's what he's messing up in these kids' minds because they try to be like him. And no, you're not. Like, he's one of one. So Exactly. Well, they're trying to shoot it from half court like uh, like, uh, Dame Lillard. Yeah, well, well, Dame is is different too. He can do it with fluid. He can do it fluidly too, but he's just not Steph though. He does it more in like clutch situations. Like he, that step, like oh, what he did to Paul George two years ago was oh crazy. Oh my gosh! Like what he did to Paul George was, and then waved at the camera. Oh my, so disrespectful. Yep, so disrespectful. Um, man, but (laughs) my two play, I got two of them. Um, one. Is I'm gonna go with my guy Tiger Woods mm-hmm. um, for holding the longest streak at number one for 281 weeks. Um, the closest to that is 21 weeks by Greg Norman. Um, well, Roy McIlroy had 106 weeks, but. Doesn't even come close to Tiger Woods on how much dominance he's had. Uh, And also, he's also had, no, I'm sorry, 683 weeks he's held the number one record. And it's held the number one record at two different periods of his life. So that's pretty crazy. From 1999 to to 2004, and then he got off of it, and then from 2005 to 2010, he got back to number one mm-hmm. um, with 142 straight cuts. And I said that hasn't been done. Um, the closest one to that is 22 from Dustin Johnson. So things like that that Tiger Woods has done um, possibly will never happen again, and uh, he's done some really good things. Um, also, Jack's record at 18 majors. Uh, I, I'm not sure if that's going to be broken anymore. Um, I thought that Tiger would be able to get it, but with his injuries um, and him may not even be able to play again, uh, I don't know. I don't want to count him out yet, but those are pretty bad injuries. So we'll see how he comes back. Um, after this, after this recovery, and see what happens. Um, Don't forget uh, By- Byron Nelson too. I think that's one I almost brought up too. Byron Nelson winning eleven straight PGA tournaments. <coughs> yes, eleven straight. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty crazy too. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Um, my second one is Jerry Rice. Okay, yeah, really. um, having. 22,000 receiving yards is never going to be broken. Like, ever. And 197 receiving touchdowns. Touchdowns is never going to be broken either. <laughs> like, so those two right now, those two stats alone are just, like, going to be unbreakable. I, I'm, I, it's crazy how he's done it. Because the next closest to him is Larry Fitzgerald, and he's nowhere near him. 
And I feel like Fitz has been playing for 40 years. And still and I, and I, exactly. <laughs> and, he, and he still can't get close to him. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is Jerry Rice holds those records in probably one of the most toughest eras of the NFL. Of mm-hmm. course. Of you know, course. Before you had all this, you know, pass interference where you breathe on the guy and it's a, and, and it's a penalty. And, yeah. Right. And, and you, you would think now being a softer league in that regard, that you can't even like hand check a player anymore, exactly, or anything. You would think you would think Fitzgerald would have easily broke it, but no. Well, now no. Deion, I mean, he's not going to get the receiving yards that he's been getting, so he's definitely not breaking. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's crazy, and it's not like he was the only option. Like he had some good receivers he used to play with. They weren't as good as him, but yeah, they, yeah they were solid. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. He played for 21 seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like, I mean, Fish is what year 18, 19, and he's Probably nowhere not. near him. Nowhere near him, and to have that ability to sustain that long and to have records like this is just oh my gosh like i don't think we really understand and this and he retired almost 15 16 years ago yep so it's like he's he's trying to give people chances to get close <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like golly you mean to tell me if it, no one can get close to that Man, that's crazy. And you would think in a past happy league, too, on top of it, Mm -hmm. you would think somebody's got to – Somebody, yeah, and there's no one in this league that I can think that would be close to it. Huh? Maybe if OBJ would have done it, if he would have stayed on the Giants, to get him him a $100 million contract and just ship him off to the Browns to die. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I think – I think he would have had a way better career with the Giants if he would just stayed. I mean, not like it was his option. He was kind of hinting he wanted to leave. But, um, I mean, at the end of the day, they had the control. Um, so, but we'll see. I mean, Baker is getting a little better, I guess. I guess. I mean, they made the playoffs. Um, so, we'll see. We'll see how it, what, how it works. And, they made a lot of good additions as well, too, on defense that I think are going to help them. And they have a good squad. You know, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb and yeah. those boys. I think, yeah. I think they, I, 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 it's hard yeah. for them to fail. You would think. It's hard, but. I just don't think Baker's the quarterback to get him over the top. Yeah. Now, mm. If, mm. now, if Houston – had he just done the right thing by Deshaun Watson and traded him, Deshaun Watson, with all those weapons in Cleveland, gets Cleveland what they want. Oh, yeah. And that's the sure. Super Bowl. But Houston had to go, and they wanted to play their little game, and, and now, now you got, got your little uh, collusions. Exactly. Good job. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, man. Um Good thing that we're talking about Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson. So this is my other question. Um, We have a segment in this show called Would You Rather? And that's what we're going to get into right now. So the situation right now is, would you rather be the Packers organization with the Aaron Rodgers situation? Or would you rather be the Houston Texans organization with Deshaun Watson? situation. Mm. So, I think they're really good issues. So, which one would you rather be? I'd rather be with the Packers situation, honestly. Yeah, you gotta go Packers because it's because now, like, with the Houston side of it, now it's all legal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you're not gonna be able to move Watson now. And with with Aaron Rodgers, it's, you know, if the GM stays, then Rodgers will retire. Green Bay saying they're not gonna trade him. So, it's, it's, and then he released one of his favorite. But he movies. wants to leave, like he, like he may like sit uh-huh. out type stuff. And yeah, well, I mean, he could. I mean, he can afford to sit out. He does all the State Farm commercials, so <laughs> it, 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 and he did Jeopardy, so it ain't like the checks ain't gonna stop. <laughs> oh, of course. But not. if Green, we ain't talking Bay's, about his pockets now. Yeah, if Green Bay's smart in in this situation, and where it benefits Green Bay, and it'll and this will be the surprise team. 
that he should get traded to because it'll give him upside, especially in a new city, and that's in Vegas. Mm. With Waller and Jacobs, a decent defense, decent offensive line. Henry Ruggs. And with Henry Ruggs mm-hmm. on the Renfro. Aaron Rodgers, not, I'm not saying in year one get you a Super Bowl, but in year two or three, yeah, Vegas is a Super Bowl contending team, but not with John Gruden as the head coach. Really? So yeah. you don't like John? I think he just does things purposely because he still holds some hold sort of God. grudge when they got rid of him the first time. Mm. That's, that's, that's a, sense. Kind of that's a hot take. <laughs> and you can As, see it in the draft picks like last year taking what's his face with like the fifth sixth pick out of Clemson I forget the guy's name you you took an unknown there and then this yeah. year you could have got Alex Leatherwood in the second round and they took him with the 17th pick when there was countless other talent there you could have went with yeah but I think honestly if Green Bay's smart and you can get a lot out of Vegas too you can get a lot of draft picks and stock. Yeah, up. yeah. I mean, it's a growing, they're a growing city, yeah. and they just built a brand new stadium, so there's a lot of exposure yeah. to to that situation. Um, and Derek Carr, man, I mean, uh, I I don't really think he's it, but you know, that's that's what they got for right yeah. now. Well, he's just like his brother, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, one got a Super Bowl ring. He on the damn bench. That's crazy. But he he plays, shows it off like he yep. was a starter. Yep. <laughs> oh man, what you think, Corey? Bay, that's what Green Bay's got to do. You got just you. trade him. Man, uh, you know, I got to be devil's advocate. And out of the two, I would honestly pick the Texans. Uh, and I'm I'm gonna tell you why. If okay, if both teams were to both lose their quarterbacks. I feel that the Texans are still in the better position. Um, when I look at who else is around, I'm um, looking at the backup. We got Tyrod Taylor uh, as the backup in Houston. Uh, mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's not sexy. I know, uh, but I'll take his. Pro- I'll take his proven track record over uh, Bryce Love. I mean, we we know absolutely nothing about Bryce Love. I honestly don't even know what the dude looks like, to be honest. <laughs> no clue. And yeah. then you look at the surrounding cast. I mean, yeah, Green Bay's got Aaron Jones, which is is awesome. Uh, they got Devontae Adams, who who is is awesome. Uh, but man, I just don't know if the magic will be the same without uh having Aaron Rodgers throwing to him. You know what I mean? Versus uh, you go out in Houston, you still got pieces in place. Uh, running back, they made some moves this offseason. They still got David Johnson. They mm-hmm. picked up they picked up Philip Lindsay, which went under the radar. Uh, they picked up Mark Ingram, which went under the radar. Uh, they still got Brandon Cooks. They got Randall Cobb. Uh, so I still feel like honestly. Houston has the better pieces in place. Uh, if we had to kind of pick up from, correct. So, uh, I'm actually sticking with the Texans on this. I got you. I mean, that's a very good point. Um, I didn't know they picked up Mark Ingram. That's really good for them. Yeah, to get they, a they made a few. Like that. Yeah, they got some depth. They made a few low key moves. It's awesome. Nice, nice. I I do like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's. It's it's a tough one um, because it's like you said, Corey. I mean, regardless, the situation with Houston is mainly just if he's going to be able to play, mm-hmm. you know, for the rest of the season. If he can, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to be back to where they were. Mm-hmm. And But they, they – I don't know what kind of moves they made in defense in the draft, but True. they got to get better. They got to get somebody to replace J.J., um, or you're just gonna go two and fourteen instead of four and you know what I'm saying Agreed. four and fourteen. So agree. <laughs> um, and well, with with a good arm. I'll say though uh, one other one other point about Green Bay though I think and if which apparently it looks like we're not gonna see Aaron Rodgers with them this year. So if if we see them without Aaron Rodgers, I would be willing to put my money on the fact that A Rod makes a lot of those guys look better than what they actually are. Uh, I'll say that with, with Aaron Jones. I, I think he's legit, but when you can crowd the box because you know you don't have Aaron Rodgers in the pocket, I don't think he'll look as good as he does. I um, totally and, agree. And Devontae Adams. As well. Yep. Aaron yeah. Makes his weapons better. Yeah. Way Devontae, better. Devontae yeah. Adams as well. Devontae, Devontae is a beast. Don't get me wrong. That's my number one fantasy pick all day. But mm-hmm. when he doesn't have a Yeah. But when he doesn't have A Rod throwing him the ball, I mean, oh. I, I guarantee you. 
uh, with Bryce Love under under center, uh, Devontae Adams won't even have 700 yards next year. I can guarantee no. you. No, I, I, I totally <laughs> agree with you that. I totally yeah. agree with you on that because, like, I, I would only take the situation with Green Bay mm-hmm. if they drafted – if they drafted um, another receiver to help him out, uh-huh. uh, because they still, <laughs> still, they had a whole other year, right? Oh, that's the after biggest the first, slap after in the, the first face. Year, they still <laughs> didn't pick up anybody on offense like that. You know what the I'm biggest, saying? That was the biggest slap in the face. Crazy. So I'm just like, what the hell are y'all doing, man? Like, I would want to leave too. Yeah, I really want to leave too. Let, let me let me tell you though. Thirteen and three, and then this year you don't get him a weapon. He has three years left on his contract. Yeah, yeah, it's like you refuse to give this man another guy. Let me tell you, that Aaron Rodgers is a dick, honestly, because I know for a fact he told them on draft night purposely. He skipped all the pre-draft moves they could have made. He definitely did that on purpose. He gave them the best year of his life. And then said, deuces, I'm out of here on draft night when y'all can't replace me. <laughs> <laughs> on purpose. I guarantee you, all that was on purpose. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I would, hey, I would have done the same <laughs> thing, man. Like, I, it's going to be interesting on what they were going to do, what they're going to mm-hmm. do. Um, but, I mean, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is very adamant about what he's, about what he's doing. Like, yes. I don't think, I don't think anything can fix it. I've seen nope. Matt LaFleur come out and say, we don't plan on trading. Uh, I'm like, I don't think you have a choice. Exactly. Because at this point, I don't think he's going to even play. He probably nope. will risk, like, not playing or a salary. He can do that. And he, he can, can do that. He can do him. that. So you're talking about Aaron Rodgers here. You know what I'm saying? It's not no scrub quarterback. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have to take the Houston situation. But if they did pick the made up a different move, I probably would have not because Green Bay does sound a lot better when it comes to the team itself, but Aaron Rodgers, you know, is a is a bad man, like yeah. Stephen A. say. Yep. So he's Smith. I listen to him every day. <laughs> so he's a, he's a bad man, and he was throwing That's insane. Yes, the way he his passing precision, and if you really <laughs> watch him throw. He literally, it doesn't look like he throws that hard, but it's so perfect, and it falls right into the quarterback, the receiver's lap, to where it's like you can't drop it. Like, if you drop it, you suck. Yeah, he throws a perfect pass every time. I don't, I really rarely see Aaron Rodgers throw a bad pass. He had a pick, so. And a tight sparrow. And he throws tight sparrows, too, to where... It's like crazy, man. It's down dropping like crazy. But yeah, man, that's um that's a situation they need to work out because they ain't working well, out right now. Well what they really have is what they had years ago when they drafted Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre was still the quarterback. It's an old thing, so I think over again. It's it's pretty much writing on the wall again. And pretty much not Brett Favre. You gotta look at it this way. Brett Favre, like Mike Holmgren was the coach at the time. Mm-hmm. Brett Favre was his guy. Mike McCarthy came in. He wanted Aaron Rodgers as his guy. Yeah. Matt LaFleur comes in. Matt LaFleur wants his guy now. But the way yeah. they handled it then and the way they're handling it now is yeah, this right. pretty much the same exact way. Yeah. You got Brett Favre no weapons in any of those drafts. And then mm, I, I didn't know that. And they and Green Bay hasn't drafted a wide receiver in the first round since 2002 with Javon Walker. Damn. So and then Aaron Rodgers comes out and publicly addresses one of his favorite receivers, and then you go today and release him. You go in the draft in the first round. You get a corner. You could have gotten the second or the third round. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, yeah, I want the hell out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't blame him at all. They took a receiver, I think, <laughs> in the third round. Uh, Didn't Brett Favre had uh, Donald Driver and Greg well, yeah, Jennings yeah, and all that? He had him and Jennings and a couple other guys. Mm-hmm. But, but at the end of it? He really didn't have any of them. Yeah, true. Only one Super Bowl to show for it, too. Yep. Yep. Yep, and that's crazy, too. That's another thing. He, uh, That's probably another record that won't be broken. The most interceptions by, <laughs> by a quarterback ever is from Brett Favre. Yep. 
Hey, now nah, I put I put my money on Jameis with that. <laughs> he, he probably yeah, Jameis Winston. Yeah, I think Jameis Winston will break it. Yeah, I, said, I beg to differ. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was the same year Baker had twenty for twenty. Oh my gosh, Jameis, man, I love Jameis, but golly, <laughs> oh man, but um, we are getting to a part of our show where we do trivia. So we got three questions. We're gonna do some sports trivia. Making sure y'all know some knowledge or see if y'all know anything. And, you know, kind of educate our listeners a little bit on some stuff they may not know. Right. Um, first question. Y'all ready? Yep. Yep. Cool. So first question. Um, what year was the very first NFL draft? What year? Okay. Was it A, 1933? B, 1927, C, 1936, or D, 1938? Mm. I got five seconds. 1927? Okay. Jim? I got to go with 27. What you think, Corey? Uh, uh, I'm going to say 36, 1936. That was a good year. Wow. <laughs> That was a good year. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Corey was right. It was the year 1936. Um, that was the very first NFL draft that hey. was conducted. Um, that's good. Corey normally gets all this stuff wrong, so hey. I, I, I'm shocked right now. Hey, every every squirrel, every squirrel, every squirrel. You're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> um. What was the hard cap? When was the hard cap created in the NFL? When it was introduced to the to the league? Um, was it A 1990, B 1994, C 2001, or D 1995? Mm. What league now? NFL. NFL. Okay. Yeah. I would have to say 2001. Okay. Yeah, me too. I think. The hard cap, yeah. What you uh, think, let's see. I think that's a little too recent. I'm actually saying 1994. Uh, Was that one of the options? Yes. Okay, 94. Let's go 94. <laughs> Corey's right again. Hey. Um, <laughs> Corey's right again. Yeah, are, um, are, we, are we recording? Make sure we're getting Yeah. This. Stage, by the way, like I don't give no one my questions or answers before the show, just to make y'all know. But um, oh wow, uh, okay, yeah, it was 1994. <laughs> 1994 was the year the hard cap was created. Um, before that, I think they just kind of winged it. Um, but there wasn't that they they weren't getting paid that much back then either, so. Salaries differentiate throughout the year. So, yeah. Last question, y'all. Who was the first overall pick in 2002? 2002, right? It was a pretty solid year. So, was it A, Julius Peppers? Mm. Was it B, David Carr? Was it C, Mike Williams? Or was it G, I mean, G. Was it D, Joey Harrington? Oh, two was David Carr. David Carr, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's that's the easy one. That's David Carr. <laughs> yeah. that's I wanted to switch it up too. Like, everyone knows David Carr was like a number one pick bust. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, everyone was right. That was David Carr, mm-hmm. the brother of Derek Carr, and um, yeah, they're both mediocre quarterbacks in the league. <laughs> um, but yeah. Exactly. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, this has been very good um, episode. Uh, Jim and Jay, I really appreciate you guys for stopping by Not and um, sharing some knowledge with us, man, and having some fun with us. Anytime. Yeah, man. Um, this is going to wrap it up for another episode of From the Nosebleeds. <laughs> Make sure you guys check out 
Fan in the Van podcast on all social media platforms. I'll put that link in the description. But y'all have a good one. Episode 9 from the Nosebleeds in the book. Y'all tune in. Till next time. Peace. Yes, sir. Perfect. Nice. Yeah, man. That was uh I think that went well. Yeah, that was super cool. They